A couple months to find phylacteries, destroy a super ninja lich, and deal with whatever else we got to. Sure thing. Yep, good luck with that. I'll walk up to her and I just kind of look at her and I'll give her a little nod. That is the most no one thing ever. can think of is like all of our party just looking down at this frog like with a banjo and like no no we are told it's, it's, he's wearing kind of a a, uh, a tunic with um patches on the uh no way no uh, on the elbows i know yeah. but like i still cannot stop thinking about kermit are you entirely sure your apprentice would want to come back chapter 153 the return of Orlana. Okay. So in the last episode, what happened? You guys actually finally had a successful magic item shopping trip. That was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we actually got things. Yeah. Um, so originally you had tried to go and, and get uh, the dragon hide you had made into actual magical items, but uh, then you found out that uh, such things are a little time-consuming. And uh, can be done, but uh, with with a, a significant investment of time. Um, and then uh, you I went down to the magic shop, and that worked out well. So, uh, what what all did you get, Kraval? What did you get from your magic item shopping? I got a brand new metal suit of armor, uh, plate mail plus one, and it looks fabulous on my bronze scales. Yeah. And then, what else did we get out of that shopping trip? Uh, bracers of protection. Yeah, so now you are even more protected there, Noan. Yes. So we'll have to uh, send some serious snipers after you if you want to even touch your hide at this point. Okay. Well, you don't have to. And then the, in the meanwhile, um, Cotter and Arlen, you guys had investigated magical circles, and what did you find out? We found that there are tons of research assistants who are willing to research where some could be. Very good. And that we're going to meet them tomorrow before whatever we do involving leaving. Excellent. And then um, you guys had uh, re retired to the Fraser household for your um, noontime meal. And then the monks had gone off to uh, the trainathon. Uh, Cotter had to go and do some management items. And then uh, Craval and Arlen, you guys were going to investigate a further matter. So why don't we do that? Yeah. Okay, so what did you have in mind, Arlen? Um, I would like to go to the Temple of Dianac. Okay, so back back to the uh, the temple again. Mm-hmm. Um, for very personal matters, yeah. Okay, and are are you taking Kraval with? I guess he's following me at this point. Okay. So, and and Kraval, you look even more intimidating in plate mail than you ever did uh, with the. Your other armor. So this is uh, a uh, you, you cut a wide swath through the uh, the uh, streets of the first circle there. Okay, and you find yourselves at the Temple of Dianect, and uh, 
Um, you come in the door. The same page is there. Obviously, it's the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, you know, he says, oh, you're back. Um, was there something we could help you with? Um, yes. Would it be possible to speak with one of your higher priests or magic users? Um, did you want to speak to the archbishop again? I don't know if we need the archbishop, but um, if you think that would be the best. Um, I, yeah, I can I can get him for you if you want. That would be good then. Okay, and he goes uh, pelting off and, and, uh, and comes back a few minutes later and says, the, the Archbishop will see you. Oh, thank you. Okay, and he's in his um, in his study there, uh, same place that you saw him earlier. And uh, um, obviously his eyes widen as you come in with Creval because uh, he wasn't there earlier. Um, and he, uh, he, he bows to you again and, and he says, ah, um, you returned and... and Am I mistaken? I've understood that this is the king of the uh, barbarians. I turn to him. Uh, bar- the dragonborn do not have kings, but I am more leader of my clan and friend to Arlen, who has come to seek your aid. Very good. Well, uh, it is good to see you again. It's been some time since we've seen you in the temple, and I must say, is that a new set of armor? It looks very smashing on you. Thank you. And he, sa- and he turns to you, Arlen, and says, um, now, and what can I do for you, my son? Um, obviously, we saw you just earlier. Was, was there anything um, uh, amiss in our earlier conversation? Or, or do you have an additional uh, question for me? Uh, everything we spoke about earlier is uh, fine. But um, a couple, what, is it a month ago? Uh, what? That Orlana passed? It's been actually a couple of months because yeah. she did it on the way to Faramons and then you, after you left Faramons, you did an entire circuit of the entire mm-hmm. kingdom and came back. Right. So it's been several months now. Several months ago, um, my uh, apprentice unfortunately succumbed to her, um, the innate magic within her and uh, doing so saved us all from an oncoming undead horde. But um, I reach into my haversack and pull out um, her lock of hair. Uh, I was uh, speaking with some other magic users, and they said that if I had a part of somebody, that I could bring them back to life. And I believe that if we bring her back, she will be ridden of this, uh, what has plagued her, this innate magic. He says, oh, very interesting. And, and, a, and a truly um, terrible tale. Um, so, yes, um, there are very powerful magics, and um, we do not dispense of them freely, as you can imagine, uh, because they are so powerful and so draining to the caster. Uh, but, yes, um, if you have any part of her left, um, then it is indeed possible to bring her back. Uh, what do you have of her? Um, I just produced the lock of hair. He says, oh, this was the uh, the young lady that I saw you with at the various Fraser parties. Yes. Uh, I'm, my condolences. I'm, I'm deeply sorry. Although it does sound like her sacrifice did save the entire group and, and uh, allowed you to progress with your quest. Um, yes, we, ca- we can do that. Um, the, uh, the one thing I would need, however, and... Um, the Fraser household may have this in their inventory, but it is required for the spell to have a 
diamond worth 1,000 gold pieces that will be expended during the casting of the spell. I'm How about two diamonds worth 500 each? Well, I'm, I am sure that you could uh, take those down to the uh, gem market and get them in, you know, trade for one of, of the proper value. Yes, I, that should not be a problem. Uh, would that be something that you would be able to help me out with, Creval? I would, but I would also caution you, Arlen. Are you entirely sure your apprentice would want to come back? I know that she would want to be rid of her magic. She viewed it as a plague upon herself and to those around her. And I think that this way she would be able to live a full life without that plague upon her. If you are certain, then yes, I would be willing to do that. However, you will have to explain to the other group why we did this. I will be able to. Okay, so how do you want to do this? Do you, do you want to um, go get the proper gemstone and bring it back? Or do you want to talk to, over with the rest of the party at dinner tonight and then do it? And you know, what do you want to do? Um, I think we should go to the gem market. Okay, and that's just a short jaunt away. There's there's several gem stores in in the uh, in the first circle there, as you can imagine, and uh, no trouble uh, swapping the two five hundreds for a thousand. And so now you have a one thousand gold piece uh, diamond, you know, flawless, crystal clear one, um, in your possession. What are you, what are you going to do? I guess go back to the temple. Okay. Okay, and um, so you uh, return to the temple, and uh, Creval, um, the uh, and Arlen, the uh, Archbishop, um, you know, is, takes you back to actually the same chapel that you first destroyed the phylactery at, and he says, uh, "Place the lock of hair upon the altar here." Do so, and he says, um, "This will take us an hour to." complete and your two parts in this is you must uh, pray to dianect while we are doing the incantation in order to gain his favor for what you're asking is an enormous breach of the usual protocols of the world usually dead is dead but the dianect you know is the god of of uh, healing and the god of charity and of all the gods he would be the one most willing to assist you with bringing back someone that you have lost especially someone so heroic so uh, the two of you must sit and pray um, and pray for her return while i do the incantation for this next hour okay and two of you go and pray mm -hmm. okay and he uh, places the, the diamond upon the lock of hair and begins to um, murmur magical words that 
mean nothing to you, but you can almost feel the building resonating with their power as he begins to go. And um, it almost seems like as he gets going on and on that the words get um, greater and greater in power and the effects magnify and you, you feel almost as if the whole building should be shaking apart from the resonance that it's causing. Um, and you notice the strain start to appear upon the archbishop's face. His face goes completely white. Um, beads of sweat start pouring down um, uh, each side. He almost seems to, um, you know, to lose weight in front of you and become more wan. Um, and then something most amazing happens. After an hour of this, he, you know, is, you know, saying these words over the, the lock of hair and the diamond disappears. And where it was is just a tiny moat of light about the same size as the diamond itself was. And the moat goes to encompass the entire lock of hair. And then the light gets bigger and bigger and bigger and pretty soon it, it uh, is this long um, oblong light that seems to cover the entirety of the entire um, altar and then it begins to take on a humanoid form and just as the spell begins to climax the light just sort of zoop sucks back into itself and there's Orlana lying on the altar, kind of blinking in surprise. And Arlen, she just looks over around the room and locks eyes with you and just reaches over and grabs your hand. Oh my gosh. Hmm. She doesn't seem worse for wear. And she says to you, what, where, you where am right I? There. Um, you're in the, uh, cathedral of Dianect. And she kind of sits up and, and the, you notice that the archbishop is just leaning against the altar and looks like he could collapse at any, any minute. And then he kind of just like shakes himself and, and stands upright and, and he says, here, 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 my dear, let, let me help you. And he sweeps his cape off and wraps it around here and says, there you go. Now, now at least you are decent. How, how do you feel? And she says, I, I don't know. I, the last thing I remember, and she turns to Arlen, was running down the hill into that mass of zombies. What happened? Um, you, I guess, succumbed to the um, innate power that that man gave you. And, and, and when you say that, she, her face turns white again. And uh, she says, oh my gosh, yes. And um, the only thing that I had left was the lock of hair you gave me. And she just kind of, you know, quickly reaches back and runs her hands through her hair and her hair is, once again, waist length and perfect. I mean, you don't even see the missing part of the braid. Um, and says, and how did I get back here? Um, well, we, uh, I, after a long while and speaking with several people, 
I um, decided that uh, we could um, somehow revive you from just your lock of hair. And I think that you, through this revive, you are no longer plagued by your magic. And she uh, kind of sits up and then um, just gestures across the room. And you recognize the, uh, the somatic components of, of trying to do a spell and nothing happens. And it's like the sun comes out on a cloudy day. Mm-hmm. I mean, her face just lights up and she you know, points at you and, and uh, you know, attempts to do another spell. And she says, I, I don't feel it anymore. I don't, I don't feel the power. Um, d- does this mean I'm cured? I, I'm, I think so. Just, and she just basically just wraps herself uh, around, you know, your neck and the cape slips off and the archbishop jumps up and puts a cape back on her. And you can actually just feel something wet on the side of your neck mm-hmm. and you realize that she's crying. And just you can hear her sobbing ever so quietly. I know that you just wanted to live a normal life. And I really hope that I could do that for you. And she kind of pulls herself back and uh, and says, Thank you, Arlen. Thank you. I don't think I'll ever be able to repay you for this. And uh, the, uh, the archbishop... Uh, Kind of just pulls her aside, said, here, "Come, come here. Let, let's let's get you some proper clothing here, and uh, and then all of you can uh, can retire to the Fraser House. Um, I understand there's a party tonight." <laughs> and um, he he leads her into another room, and about uh, about uh, fifteen minutes later, comes back, and she's got uh, just kind of like the pages uniform uh, on, but one obviously that fits her fairly mm-hmm. well, um, and. Uh, and the archbishop says, um, I, I do believe that uh, all is going to be going well now, uh, Arlen. Um, I must go and rest myself. This has been very draining. But I am pleased that we were able to effect this happy end for you. Um, please, please, um, take uh, take the Lady Orlana back to the Fraser house and, and uh, retire to, uh, to uh, their uh, fair ministrations. I thank you from the very bottom of my heart. And and he just kind of puts his hand on your shoulder and says, let the good works of Dianect flow through you. May you take what you've learned here today and teach it to somebody else. Thank you. And then I'm going to do like the sh- like side hug, I guess, mm-hmm. and like lead Orlana and Kraval out. Sounds good, and and she still seems to be uh, kind of um, stunned. Uh, mm-hmm. So she she just allow, allows herself to be to led uh, through the streets back to the Fraser House. Okay, and uh, you have no trouble obviously getting back to the Fraser household, and um, so the rest of you. Arlen shows up with Craval and Orlana. Who does he meet first? Um. Well, I suppose you probably are all back, or the, the remaining three of you are probably back from uh, the tasks that you had to do, um, are, you know, back in, in the household. 
Um, but yeah, so you can pretty much all together at that point. Well, if I'm holding something, I'm sure I'd drop it. Yeah. Adrian dropped. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah Adrian dropped something. Yeah. I'll walk up to her and I just kind of look at her and I'll give her a little nod. That is the most no one thing ever. <laughs> and um, Cynia obviously just kind of um, squeals a little bit and then recovers herself because obviously the, the head of uh, 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 Fraser House should not be squealing. And um, just runs up and, and grabs her hands and, and she looks at you, Arlen, and, and looks back at the rest of and just says, how is this possible? A uh, lot, large amounts of research and coming to the conclusion that with a small part of someone, you can bring them back with great energy and magic. And I think I know that her life will be much better now. And and she says, well, this is amazing. Um, we'll have an even bigger reason. And she kind of grabs your hand, um, Cotter, and says, an even bigger reason to have a party tonight. Um, this will be fantastic. Uh, what, you know, and she says, I will get her a room right now. And she says, come, 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 Arlana. We'll make you, we'll make you comfortable. Um, and just leads her off into the rest of the house. Okay. Anyway, so um, that turns out to be a rather eventful afternoon. And uh, it's getting on towards the dinner hour. And uh, you guys, uh, obviously now Orlana reappears and, and Cynia has found her um, a, a proper... Uh, gown and uh and she's uh all you know back back to being kind of her uh the the normal cool. self well um anyways a, a tearful reunion for everybody and now it's time to settle down for dinner um and hopefully after all that hard work craval and arlen you guys have a, a pretty good appetite yeah um uh orlana obviously would like to be seated next to you arlen are, are you are you up for that of course oh good and um you, you know, obviously there's a uh, happier atmosphere, I think, than you can imagine any other uh, dinner being there. And uh, Orlana is kind of the guest of honor. And um, interestingly enough, though, uh, like we said, she doesn't seem to have any aura of magic about her at all. You guys have a fun dinner and then it's off to the party. And the party is... is um, about as exciting as any of the other Cotter parties are, any of the first circle parties. Um, you know, they've got a bunch of guests that are uh, are uh, in attendance that are all very um, imposing and so forth. And uh, you guys have uh, the usual, um, uh, you know, sort of entertaining but not exactly exciting time at the, at the party. And, of course, um, everybody, uh, Craval, is interested in talking to the king of the barbarians. Because uh, that's uh, what everyone believes you to be. Uh, you're you're obviously a focus of the whole thing. I will, I will quickly grow annoyed and frustrated that I'm referred to a king when we have no king. And no matter how many times I correct him, no one seems to want to hear that I am not the king. Yeah, well, I'm, it's kind of tough to say because you're so imposing. And then obviously, um, and no one as as always, there's a bunch of ladies who are kind of giving you the eye. You're you're kind of you're the bad boy in the room. <laughs> Yeah, they may be giving me the eye, but I give them nothing. <laughs> but I am gonna, I am gonna make my way to Orlana, and I'm gonna ask her what she remembers. And and basically, Orlana just basically says, I, I remember running down the bank into the 
horde of zombies and I don't remember anything until all of a sudden I appeared in the Cathedral of Dynect. Hmm. So you have no sense of where you might have been? A feeling of happiness or dread or I, ambivalence? I recall just nothing in between. Just all of a sudden I was running and then the next thing I know I'm lying on the, the altar in, in, the, in uh, the cathedral. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, so um, you guys uh, are going to break free of the party and go see the astrologer then? Mm-hmm. As it winds down, yeah. Yep. Very good. And obviously, you know, everybody's interested in the rest of the group wanting to know about uh, what you guys have done. And uh, interesting enough, um, Adri? Um, yes? Cotter's younger sister... Um, uh, Morana just is kind of glued to you the whole time. She just is kind of following you around, and and uh, when it, you know she and she's not like she's like in your wake, but you know she's basically your your constant companion to the whole thing. Um, and uh, you notice that her dress, you know how you've got the the various little monkish accents on your your uh, monk robes, that she's actually gone and her new her new dress has those as the filigree on on her uh, sleeves and on her collar and and the hem of her dress and uh that's adorable yeah and and, w and when you notice i it, want to she, at some point yeah. is is it is has she only been doing this during the party or has it been kind of the whole time that i've whenever i visit uh well you just noticed it here at the party and 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 when you when you do notice it she says oh do you like my new dress i had it made especially for They'll the party say, of course i i do it's beautiful i did hope you would love it it's like, I got the idea from you. At some point, I want to teach her some self-defense moves. Sounds good. Well, you know, as, as we saw before, uh, when she attempted, she really was more of a danger to herself. But uh, maybe maybe under your, your tutelage, she can, uh, can excel in it. That's adorable. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so the party winds down Cotter. And uh, thankfully, no one dies of boredom. And um, then or you're anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're off to uh, to the uh, royal astrologer. Very good. And um, you go up to his tower and uh, knock on the door. And uh, he comes to the door and, and says, Ah, oh, so welcome to see you, my friends, again. It has been so long since I have seen you before. And I have portents of, of amazing information that must come to you. Please step in, step in, and come let us look at the starry firmament and the secrets that it imparts to us. All I can think of is, like, all of our party just looking down at this frog. Like, with a banjo. And like, no, no, we are told it's, it's, he's wearing kind of a, a, uh, a tunic with um, patches on the, uh, no, I know. On, on the elbows. I know, yeah. but, like, I still cannot stop thinking about Kermit. <laughs> It's, it's it's Kermit in my brain See, too. It's, it's Kermit, to like until you end a sentence and the sort of trail off at the end of the sentence isn't very Kermit. It, that's pretty Carl it's, Sagan. It's Kermit pretending to be Carl Sagan, and I just there can't. You go. I can't. I can't stop thinking like Creval, just this ginormous creature, just looking down at this tiny little frog in like this like casual suit, just like welcome to the universe, like. That was less Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So you're going to go inside with him then? Yes. Okay. 
and he actually takes you up to the top of the tower where you're you're staring up at the the heavens and it's a really gorgeous clear evening and the comet is heavily visible um and it occupies even more of the sky than than uh than you had seen you know before and he says thank you for coming my friends for i believe what the uh heavens have to tell us is going to be a very much interest for you um i've been studying this interloper that has joined us here in our cosmic sphere this comet uh, that uh, seems to import disaster upon us all and he starts pointing out this the various stars in the heavens and he says if you take a look up here right now the comet is grazing across the uh, great swan that flies down the uh, top of the firmament but you can see and he kind of gestures off to the left that if we extrapolate its uh, current projected path that it will very quickly end up into the constellation of the hunter this would be very very bad for us for you see the uh, constellation of the hunter is a constellation of violence um, I uh, calculate that it will only be several months before the comet is large enough to connect all the way from the hunter to an even more disastrous sign. For if you take a look at the other direction, that it will the tail end of the comet in just a short time will connect the hunter to the constellation of the serpent. And this is indeed a bad sign for us, for the serpent is woefully always a sign of disaster and if the serpent and the hunter should get together it portends not only disaster but violence for us all and i believe we will all be in trouble is there any good news i'm afraid i have the only goodness i have is that we can have we can do what we can do to head off this unposing disaster uh coming up only within a couple of months so i'm here to exhort you to try to increase the speed of whatever it is that you have been doing to try to head off the disasters that have been plaguing the lands for, in my calculations, only a couple of months, they uh, will all come to fruition, and the and the comet will grace the entirety of the sky. So no more Hobbit Starbucks breaks. Um. Yes, I would say whatever that is, you should probably not do it. Yes. <laughs> okay. We thank you for this warning. Very good, my friends. Now please go with all speed and take this warning from the cosmos to heart and try to solve whatever problems you can in the short time we have left before whatever this calamity is that was going to visit us will visit us. So a couple months to find phylacteries, destroy a super ninja lich, and deal with whatever else we got to. Sure thing. Yep. Good luck with that. We have to find... We have to find four, potentially five more. And only one of which we know where it is, kind of. Okay. So we want to return back to the house. Well, with that uplifting news, sure. I think Arlo should try to scry on Olal again. It hasn't changed. Hello, yeah. It's been the same ever since, even after it got stolen. Yeah, just removing the things we. I taken. thought when you looked at the phylacteries, you got the multiple visions, but when you looked on Lowall, you could see Lowall. You only scry a person. Yeah, so like I, I scryed upon a Lowall, and 
I saw the locations of the phylacteries because, like, the phylacteries are part of him. So, like, you could see him, like, all throughout the areas. Um, and then at the very end, I see just, like, a glimpse of him just, like... So then the, does that mean that each phylactery actually has a piece of him in it? Or is it just because he made them? Actually, the... I was kind of going a somewhat similar route, but, you know, we keep calling these all each a phylactery. What if they're all parts of one phylactery? Is that possible? I have no idea. Especially if the bowl, I mean, the bowl isn't going to be, it, it's all about scrying for a person. So if it's splitting it off into different directions like that, it has to be tied to him directly. And that could... would certainly seem to support why he doesn't seem to be overly, overly concerned. Yeah. Right? Um, I can definitely talk to Galchabar about it because I personally don't know too much about phylacteries and that, but I can, I have to call Galchabar, Galchabar anyway, so you I can definitely bring that up. You should ask him why it would try and show the different locations and not just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys are back at the uh, Fraser house. You guys could do that. Yeah, I would definitely like to. Why, why, why don't you do that? I'm going to send a couple sendings up to my sister and see what's going on up there for an update. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to definitely call Galchabar then. So when do we plan on leaving? Because we have one appointment tomorrow morning. I don't know if we have anything else we need to do, but I think... Remind me what our appointment is tomorrow. Uh, Arlen and I need to meet with the Acolyte. researchers from the Church of Dianect so that we can see what needs to be seen if they find a teleportation circle. Then let's leave right after. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to fill the bowl up? Yep. Okay. And call out Galchabar's name? Mm-hmm. And um, at this late hour, you find that he is in bed. Um, he's got a cute little striped night uh, shirt on and a little cap with a little ball on the end and he looks like he's completely asleep but then you see like one eye come open and he kind of looks around like, like he heard a noise and uh, then you see him kind of sit up and and uh, um, trot into the other room and come back with the bowl and uh, he, he says your name and he's like oh, oh well, my sorcerer's friend I, I thought that might be you um, uh, so glad to see you I, I, I had only just laid down so uh, your timing was fantastic that's good. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. Yes, uh, please. Uh, any, anything I can do to help. Um, first off is a little bit more information about phylacteries. Um, we were talking amongst ourselves, and we were theorizing that potentially the phylacteries might just, instead of being one big main phylactery that's hit, that part of his soul is in, each... Um, each one could have a small fragment of his soul. Oh, well, yes. If you remember, we discussed this um, when we first recovered that first phylactery and destroyed it, and, and we realized that it was, in fact, a fake, that there was no uh, part of soul that was uh, contained within it. It just kind of died with a whimper. There wasn't any release of energy. And uh, that actually, if you remember, uh, reassured us somewhat, because uh, if uh, Alowal had been powerful enough to create s several different phylacteries with an individual piece of his soul in it, uh, it would be almost impossible to kill him. 
So, um, but then, as we said, you know, someone splitting up pieces of their soul and putting them in objects, that's something out of some sort of a storybook or something. That's not reality. Yes, but would it, uh, would it even be feasible? Because when in the bowl of scrying, you have to scry on somebody's name. And when I scry on a lowall, the bowl shows me the locations of these phylacteries. So if they're some sort of fake... It has to have some sort of attachment to him, like some sort of part of him in it. Yes. Uh, well, it's, I've been running down this theory, and I do believe that uh, what has happened is he has created such powerful forgeries that they, uh, when you scry in his name, that they, uh, they come up as well, as well as the actual phylactery. And, uh, and, of course, this brings us back to the question of the one that he stole from you. Um, did he do that because it was the real phylactery that you had actually gotten a hold of, or... Was it another one of the fakes and he only wanted you to think it was the real one so you would stop looking for the others? So um, he is a, a devious character, to say the least. Certainly. Um, yeah. And then I kind of poke my head in, into the bowl area. Let's hope it's not into the bowl. That would be rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I say, Galchabar, why did he not just slay us when we are imprisoned in that mind dimension? Well, um, as we said before, he seems to enjoy playing with you. Um, up until now, I don't believe he's viewed you as being on par with him, and he could uh, easily extinguish your life force uh, at a moment's notice. So uh, at that point, it would be rather like um, swatting a fly. Um, if it's only bite beginning to bother you, you just kind of wave your hand at it until it goes away. It's not until it actually bites you that you swat it and squish it. So... I think at this point in time, he's enjoying toying with you like a, a cat does with a mouse. Hmm. Um, yes. Uh, the second thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, the spell teleportation circle. Oh, yes. Um, I've come across that one before occasionally. Um, did you know that in the past... They, there are stories of them existing in the various cities, and, and the rich and powerful would use those to transport from city to city without having to take long and dangerous cart uh, you know, trips. Fascinating. Um, yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion there may yet be a few of them in the older cities that might still be usable. I'm, I've often thought of investigating that, but I've had other matters to look into. Yes, we were thinking the same, and uh, we're having some of the more interested acolytes of Dianect tomorrow start research on those things. Oh, very good. Yes. If anyone could find them, it would be them. Um, what I was wondering is if you would be able to uh, somehow craft for me a, some, like a scroll of teleportation circle that I may use because I do not have that spell in my own arsenal. Oh, very interesting. Um, let me see what I can do. Uh, that is definitely a worthy and, and interesting project for me to be upon. Um, I'm not sure I can get it right away, but uh, perhaps by the next time you come see me, I might be able to arrange something for you. Yes. Because we, we were thinking that we do not want to have another phylactery stolen. Yes, I, I definitely see the advantage to it. And, uh, and well, it just depends on what happens. Obviously, uh, Alowal has stolen this phylactery from you. Um, and if he was doing it just to confuse you, to steal another would be kind of counterproductive. So he may not want to do that again. Or if it was the real one, 
then he wouldn't need to steal another one from you. Unless, of course, he wanted to steal it to confuse you about the reason he stole the first one, which would be very confusing. Yes, we agree with all of those statements. Very good. Well, I will I will start looking into this right away. Like I said, it's not a spell I've had to deal with very often, so um, I have seen it here and there in various works, so I will see what I can figure out. Thank you very much. Okay, very good. Um, and... Um, is there anything else I can help you with? Any, any, uh, is anything else happened in the meanwhile? Um, yes. Um, we were able to utilize strong magics and, um, we were able to resurrect Orlana. Oh yes. We had talked about that a long time ago. I, I'm so happy to see that happen. Mm -hmm. Your theory was correct. She doesn't have any of the wild magic left in her oh very good well um what is she going to do now then is is she accompanying you or uh that seems like it'd be terribly dangerous for someone without any sort of arcane advantage yes i was going to talk with her in the morning and i think that she just wants a normal life so i think we're going to have her go back to her original home Oh, very good. Well, that was very near me here in uh, Suvitas, Cataracta, was it not? I believe so. I thought it was on the other side. It might no, have... That's where you discovered her, but ah. she had wandered all the way over from near... Uh, she actually wasn't too far away from uh, from Lowford. Uh, you guys were almost neighbors. Mm -hmm. She was she was on the other side of the river of, coming out of Suvitas, Cataracta, but, uh, but right. still only miles away. Yeah. Um, well, um, if you... Uh, if you would uh, transport her back here, I would be more than willing to be waiting for her at the dockside and make sure that she gets back to her family farm safe and sound. I would appreciate that very much. Very good. Well, it was the least I can do, and, and especially considering she saved the whole lot of you. Yes. And if that doesn't work out, I'm sure my family could find something. Mm -hmm. Well, your family would probably still want to put her on an airship or something back to Sevilla's Cataracta. So, oh, I'm sure, yeah. but like if something goes wrong at her home i'm sure yeah. my family could find something oh yeah her. she could definitely return to port of magnum yeah okay um anything else you want to discuss with galchabar while you got him on the line i think that's it okay very good okay so um you're gonna wipe the bowl and go to go to bed mm -hmm. very good and uh you guys wake up in the morning refreshed as usual um and uh, did you want to have a talk with our Olana? Yeah. Okay. And and what do you want to say? Uh, just like, what would you like to do now? It's very dangerous out where we will be going, so I don't think it would be in your best interest to stay with this party. Well, um, I'm very grateful what you did, but what I really want more than anything is just to go home, if I have a home anymore. That's what I was thinking. So, um... I believe we're going in the direction in that direction anyway, so we'll be able to uh, either send you ahead or uh, go with you to Savitas Cataracta. And Galchabar said that he would be willing to uh, wait for you and get you home. And she said, "I would like that very, very much." Um, and she kind of grabs your hands again, and thank you. It is. It's almost the least I could do. Very good. Okay. Um, so what is the plan from here, everybody? What are we going to do next? Where are we going to go? I have a small thing I want to do. Um, 
it just kind of occurred to me and I don't want to waste any time. So while everyone's talking or doing it, I want to excuse myself. I want to go back to the, to the uh, section of town that has the temples. And I want to go to the temple of war where Nawada is worshiped uh-huh. and, and speak with a higher level cleric there. Okay. And so you uh, head back there. Uh, you can take the whole uh, party with, or are you just going to go back yourself real quick? Uh, just me. I'm just pursuing an idea I just had, and I'd just be quick if I can just quickly do it. If okay. It doesn't pan out. Good. So while everyone's having breakfast, you can go off and do that. So you find yourself at the uh, at the Temple of Nuada, and what are you going to do? Uh, is it open, or do I need to, or the door locked? Uh, it's it's on? always open to one degree or another. Uh, I'll enter, and I will look for whoever the high, a high priest. A higher okay. Priest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Higher priest. Something that looks like more powerful than me. Which is most people, so yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you find one of the uh, one of the potentates that uh, runs the place. Um, I walk up to him and tap him on the shoulder to gain his attention. and says, forgive me for inter- interrupting your vigil. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's surprised I- initially, but then he sees your holy symbol. And, and he says, ah, yes, what can we do for you? I need help communing with Nawada. Ah, yes. All, we all would like to be drawn closer to Nawada's grace. Uh, what can we do to help you do that? I witnessed a miracle earlier. I'm looking to ask the higher levels of existence questions. And I'm curious if a higher power, a cleric with more experience might be able to help me do that. Okay, and what exactly do you need to know? I need to ask these higher powers three questions. Ah. The first is we, we are seeking a foe that has phylacteries. Does he have the real one? Very good. Um, and actually, um, is there a guidance spell that we can cast to get these answers, Drew? Uh, it's a fifth level spell called Commune. Okay. With incense and holy water as a ritual, we can add the person cast a spell which i can't do yet can ask questions and receive answers of to a specification to the dm so it can mm-hmm. be very specific or it can be very vague depending okay and uh and the uh the uh priest you're talking to says um those of us that are well known to nuwada's power can often go and ask questions whether Nuwada answers is another question. Um, the question often is, does he find the questioner worthy of his attention? Or does he find the question worthy of his answer? For as you know, uh, Nuwada uh, prizes strength and ability. And he may or may not answer depending on if he feels that the person asking needs that information or if perhaps the uh it would be more beneficial for that that entity or that person to go and find the information themselves so you you can never truly say when nuwada will answer these uh questions but we there is a way to ask it's all i can ask is just an attempt because we find ourselves at a uh sort of a barricade in our search and a little clarification could help out a lot he says, yes. Well, um, 
I am not powerful enough to make this request myself, but I can ask our head of our order here if, if uh, such a thing is possible. She may be willing to grant you this boon. Um, where are you staying? I will send answer to you as soon as I have the answer myself. Uh, I am staying in House Frazier. Uh, you may reach me through... Uh, and he just kind of holds Frazier up his hand and says, you need say no more. We will send word there as soon as we can. Um, thank you. Uh, the three questions I asked are whether or not he has, Lowell has the real phylactery, where might we find the real phylactery, and is there a way to slow a Lowell down until we are ready to face him? Very good. Um, so he says, yes, um, I will, and he scries these things down. I will present these to our head of our order and see what uh, we can do for you. And I will send message to you just as soon as, as uh, I have an answer for you. Thank you. I'll turn and walk back to Frazier House. Very good. Okay. And um, you guys are there at the Frazier House. Uh, Creval returns. Um, and um, Sinia, um, Arlen off it says that uh, she if if need be that uh, she can uh, arrange passage for orlana uh, this morning even if you wish if, if orlana wishes to go home sooner um or uh you can do whatever you wish there but it is up to her if she wants to go sooner or later um i'm not entirely sure if we're going to go directly there or if we're mm -hmm. going directly to the uh clouded oasis I think we're going. We're going to visit the Dragonborn first. Well, the Dragonborn doesn't seem to have blown up in any sort of a serious situation. There were just oh. rumblings of problems. So uh, you, you guys would I, have to. I don't think there's anything I can't. Well, I'll send out sendings and just to, you know mm -hmm. save a little time, basically asking for an update. How's it looking? Do I need to come back right now? And, and your sister basically just says, I have everything under control. Cool. Mm -hmm. so then, and even if there were more disturbances there, it kind of seems like that would be moot in, a, in 10 weeks or so unless we get the bigger problem solved. Exactly. Yep. So we, we tend to be doing these side little things, you okay. know, helping a farm here or whatever. Maybe we just need to buckle down and, and beat this guy. Yeah. But I think the closest, no. It depends if we can get. We, we, rode with Adanya here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If she's willing to take us to the oasis. Oftentimes, uh, like these airships do dock at the clouded oasis, is what she said, because it's a nice, shroudy, cool place. Well, it's got water and it's cool and and un, you know uncluttered. Yeah. You but got yeah. the cloud to keep you keep you out of the hot hot sun. It's barely a detour to visit Suya's Cataracta and drop off Orlana. That's well, true. kind of ish. I mean, basically, the Cloud Oasis is just straight down the middle of the Mare, almost eighty percent of the way to Calium Sedes. With Suya's Cataracta, it would be like almost a full day, day and a half out of your way going to the south. So I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's in the same general direction, but it would cost you another day to to get there. I mean, we can put her on an airship, and I'm sure, Carter, you can have someone from your house 
as an escort to make sure she arrives safely. Or several someones, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that I'm going to tell... Uh, ask her if she's fine with that. Yeah. And, and Orlana says, yeah, she just wants to go home right now. So she, she would be more than happy to do that. Yeah. We, I don't think we'll be going in that direction. So um, if whenever you are, would like to go. And, and actually, um, Cotter, your, your older sister, um, Labina. Mm-hmm. says that she'd be more than happy to uh, to go with Jilda, your your younger sister, and even Morana if she wants to go and uh, escort Orlana. Uh, they haven't been to Civitas Cataract in a long time and would love to go. Okay. Very good. So Cynia uh, um, arranges uh, passage for all four of them on uh, the next airship that's heading in that direction. And uh, you guys find yourself at one of the big docking poles, all the... Uh, the uh, Women are in, in their traveling gear, ready to go. Um, and Orlana just basically, Ireland says, uh, just says, thank you for everything you did. And she says, please, when this is all over and the world is not crazy anymore, please come see me again. And then she just reaches up and just kisses you full on the mouth. Oh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to like... Arlen's like, no, no. I'm going to like, <laughs> away, around, hug. <laughs> well, she, she got you before you even knew it. No, I know. That's yeah. why I like, yeah. push away, mm-hmm. push around, hug. And she, she just gives you one kind of uh, uh, last glance, and then the, the women um, all get on the air show. Before she goes, okay. I was going to mention this before we went to sleep last night, but I wanted to do like a embroidery craft project. Okay. Um, and like hand her a, a piece of cloth that had embroidered. Um, my tattoo on it. Okay. Like the oak tree with the mm-hmm. so you crescent worked, moon. So you worked all night on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then like a note saying like, be well, mm-hmm. don't mess up again. <laughs> <laughs> and and she just kind of clutches it to her. And uh, the, you, you can see she looks torn between uh, sadness and, and happiness as she gets on the ship with the uh, with the sisters to head over to Sevilla's Cataracta. Going to do that. The dock wave. Mm-hmm. Very good. And that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, that was touching. Um, Didn't, uh, actually, let's back up a step. Months ago, Owen and I had talked about uh, resurrecting Olana, and uh, it seemed like such an obvious thing to do. I was asking him why he hadn't done it already. In fact, we actually had Galchabar do it in-game after our conversation. Uh, So it was interesting that uh, it took him this long to do it. But uh, that was really touching. And uh, obviously, uh, although the, the whole party didn't uh, vote on spending the money to get the gem, um, in a way they all contributed to debt, you know, to get the gem itself. Anyhow, so Orlana's back, and uh, without her mischievous powers that are causing her so much problems. So hopefully she can return home and return to a regular life and uh, enjoy 
being normal for a while, while the rest of the party runs around being abnormal. Um, I actually could have gone several different ways with this whole thing. Um, after our, our talk with Owen, um, I could have had uh, Alowal, you know, raise her as a banshee or some other undead that they would have had to then go and, and take out. That would have been heartbreaking, but uh, dramatic. And uh, could have uh, chosen all sorts of other possibilities. Uh, but I think this was the best way to end that one. So, anyways, here we are. Um, the uh, party is still in Port of Magnum, and uh, they are trying to find out about teleportation circles and trying to get some answers to the questions about the phylactery. Do they have the right one? Do they not? Who knows? For the answers to those, we'll have to wait for the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.